Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. We have the honor to be here with Rabbi Yosef Palachi. He is going to come and deliver some very nice information for us about certain topics to do with religion, religious growth, and becoming closer to Hashem. Rabbi, would you like to introduce yourself? How are you? This is an honor to be here, Jonathan. It's funny. We we randomly meet at random places. (laughs) That's like uh, one of these times, and uh, it's very freestyle. I like it. And let's get it going. Let's get it going. Yeah, I went to I went to go pray mincha and ran into the rabbi. So, rabbi, I know that you're very involved with people who are coming closer to Hashem, Baruch Hashem, and you're very involved with people in all different types of levels. So, what would your advice be to someone who really wants to come closer to Hashem, whether it be keeping kosher, keeping Shabbat, going to minyanim, or for girls becoming more modest and and so it's a great question. Let me let, let me let, let's address. Let's talk about that. Um, how what would I view a person getting close? Things like that. Deep down, every single person. It's true. Deep down, every person has it in them. I deal with a lot of people that are totally like some some people that are totally totally off. I'll tell you a crazy story. Um, there's a fellow that I know, and he he might even allow me to mention his name. But I just said not to. I won't mention his name. Yeah. But uh, this is a crazy, wild story. He grew up not religious. He grew up in public schools with no his best friends are non-Jewish people. That's who he grew up with. Yeah. And, and in one PS thing, I think he went to Madison Mark. He went to one of these schools where he had no his best friends are non-Jewish. And he told me this. He said, Rabbi, let me tell you, I have a rule. That if I ever go out with my friends, I don't eat meat out. Meat, I don't eat out. I, and they know that. And I'm boys with my non-Jewish friends. They're boys, boys, ties. Tell me I'm tight. This is a story firsthand. And he says, I went on a vacation with them. At the vacation, they went to a steakhouse. And it was, he's telling me all his friends around. They're like, it's unreal. You got to try a piece. And they're telling him, just try one piece, just one. He said, just to make you, this is what he's telling me. He says, just to make you, he's thinking his mind, just to make them happy. Okay, you know what? I'll take a piece. First time in his entire life, first time in his entire life, that he takes that piece. And he says, Rabbi, I took that piece of steak. I had a, like a, a bite plate that's inserted in his, in his, in his uh, mouth. I want to read like a retainer on the bottom of his mouth. It's yeah. like a metal piece. And he says, as soon as I bit that piece of steak, for some reason it got stuck inside that retainer. Oh, and I bit and I bit my tongue with it. He says, it hurt so much that I couldn't even I couldn't even swallow the steak. It just spit out right away. I couldn't even enjoy it. And I didn't even want to enjoy it. But that moment I was thinking, what am I doing? I'm trying to make my friends happy. I should try to make Hashem happy. This is a guy who is not religious at all that went to a public school that doesn't know nothing about the religion, just knows, you know, meat out, I don't do. Where does that even come from? It comes from one thing, that when a person is born, he automatically has an instinct. That instinct is, who, where's my creator? Neshama. Who is he? Yeah, in Shama. It's, it's an instinct that your soul is seeking. 
You ever see soul searching? Ever hear that? Soul searching. The, the, the neshama, is, it's a soul. It's real. It's so real. So real. People tell me, you don't understand. I, he felt it so real that he came to me right after. He says, this is a story. I'd like you to share it publicly. I was like, I'm thinking about the stories. How do you even have that deep down? Every Jew wants, he's searching and yearning for something. And that, what he's yearning for, is really his closeness to God, his closeness to Hashem. And when you, and when you hit that, your whole life becomes a different life. When you hit that, when you're driving and you're looking for a parking spot and you're just talking to Hashem, Hashem, hook me up with a parking spot, just hook it up. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, guy just pulled out. It's your connection with your God. It's connection with Hashem. It's what? Wow. I know a guy, he says, after he heard about the whole En Od Milvado, I'm sure you heard about En Od Milvado. You know what that is? There's nobody but God. En Od Milvado. En Od Milvado. There's a special school about that. En Od Milvado. There's nobody but Hashem. There's a guy in our community. His name is Joe Dweck. Amazing story. Listen to the story. Mr. Joe Dweck says the story over. Amazing. He's driving on the highway. He has a plane to catch. And he's a little bit uh, a little bit late. So he speeds up a little bit. Before you know it, a cop pulls him over. Says, uh, license and registration. Officer, you don't understand. I'm in a rush. I got a plane to catch. Please. License and registration. Pulls out the license, registration. They're going. He's going. And now Mr. Joe Dweck is thinking in his mind. And old Milvado, there's nobody but Hashem. And old Milvado, there's nobody but Hashem. Hashem, you're the only one in the world. I have to make this plane. The cop is, is nobody. He's just a, uh, a puppet. puppet. <laughs> exactly, puppet. Hashem, it's all you. Nobody in the world exists except you, Hashem. <laughs> you're the only one that has power. Yeah, that one? He says in the car. He's in the car. He says, Hashem, you're the only one who has power. Anybody else in the world has power besides God? Mm. Nobody. Mm. <laughs> Nobody. So he's there, he's saying, Hashem, you're the only one who has power, please. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, he tells me, second latest, says over, the cop comes back within within, you know, usually it takes a lot of time, within three minutes. Says, this must be your lucky day. He says, I just got a call. An emergency, all units must be in this spot ASAP. All units, all units in this spot. Here's your license registration. I have no time for this right now. On your way. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and old Milvador, there's nobody but I can't but who there's nobody but I share. Deep down, everybody knows that. Deep down, everybody knows that. Deep down, everybody knows that. There's nobody has power. Doctors, doctors there. Shliach of Hashem. But the power, power is Hashem. So Rabbi, what's like, what's like? I just want to add one more thing about that. Medicine also, by the way. Medicine, when you take yeah, medicine, yeah. doesn't have power. You know that? Yeah, there's, a special, uh... there's a special bracha that we say. And I'll tell it to you in English. I'll tell you to you in English. So Hashem, taking this medicine... I know it's not the medicine. I know it's only you that could heal. 
and therefore, you, therefore, I'm, I'm relying on you, not the medicine that will heal me. And then you take the medicine, and then you say, "Bless you, Hashem." Without Hashem's name, bless you, bless you that you're the heal, you're the healer. In Hebrew, it's Yehiratzom Fanecha, That what I'm doing right now, it should be for refuah. because you are the doctor. You're a free doctor. Free doctor. Baruch Rofecholim. After you're done taking Baruch Rofecholim. It's a Shukhan Aruch. You know how Lachalama said why? Because nothing has power like besides Hashem. Not even the medication. The medication you have to take. Yes, a person's sick, he has to take the medicine. But not because the medicine. What, what is a pill? All of a sudden you got to take someone that feels good? It's God is making it feel good. But we have to do Heshtadut. It has to make it like in a natural way. You know what I'm saying? Really like God's doing everything for us. Go for it, John. So when a person's really down and he feels like he or she feels like, what else can I do? You know, I, so, so many things are happening to me and I'm going through such a hard time right now. How do I feel this God that I never met before? How do I, how do I feel like I'm doing enough? How do I feel that, that he's taking care of me? And I know you can go into saying, oh, appreciation, appreciate what you have and gratitude and you're alive and at least you have these problems and things could be worse and be happy, be present in the moment. But what's like a real way to feel? And not just to feel, to also logically understand. To logically understand, again, that? To logically understand that you're going through a hard time and, and God is the one putting you through this. But, okay. But why is okay. He putting me through this? I got you. I know that He's putting me through it because I can handle it. Yes. Okay. 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 Uh, to, to answer that, to address that, I'll tell you like this. See, in life, I'll give you an example. All right? If you're going out with somebody, you're going out with a, with a, with a girl, right? Single, you want to date. Uh, she wants to know that you, you love her, right? So one of, the things, one of the things is, when you're, I know for sure when I was engaged, or anybody for that matter when they're engaged, and their fiance, something like that, wants to like, you know, hey, could you, could you get me this? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not feeling so well. Could you get me a Snapple from whatever? And all of a sudden, it's like uh, 10 o'clock at night, and you, and you pull up, here, here, I got you this. That shows that you're going the extra mile. That shows extra love, right? In a way, Hashem in life, we have to love Him. And sometimes we it's have the to... Heart. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. It's coming up. You have to believe in Him. You have to believe in Him. You know, when a person has a company and he wants his workers to work hard and to do well for the company, the boss has to trust that the worker knows what he's doing. You understand what I just said? When you have a company and you have, let's say, 100, uh, 100 employees and you're the boss and you make an announcement, guys, I believe in you. You can make this company amazing. Let's go. So the worker automatically works harder. Wow, let's go. You believe in me? And the worker... Like vice versa has to trust the boss that the boss it will take care of the worker as well. If you have a boss, what does a boss do? Guys, dinner out. I, I know I know companies that do that. guys random Thursday night. I'm treating everybody dinner on me on the cup. Wow! They trust the boss. Wow! It was hard. We had a hard week, and you come home, honey. You understand? I had the hardest week, but guess what? The boss is treating us all out. And then two two months later, it was the hardest season. You know, all the like, you know, the holiday, it was a hot season. But guess what? Two months later, they get in the mail. 
Everybody's going out with your families. I'm taking you all out for a crazy trip to Florida. Everybody's going, what? How did that happen? You worked hard. You did. It's a relationship. Between us and Hashem is a relationship. There's relationship. And sometimes, yeah, you, you're going you're gonna to see things that way. What, what, why is this happening? What is this? What, what's going on? But you have to know in a relationship that you have to trust. You have to trust the person in that relationship. Everything is good. You have to trust it. There's a certain uh, 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 bond that you have with your God, with your Hashem, with your Father in heaven, where you know in your mind and you know in your heart that there's no way that my Father will do anything to hurt me. You have to understand something. I was with Rameer Sultan. He's a rabbi in LA. Okay? He's a rabbi in LA. And one time, I'll never forget, we're 19 years old and we're walking the street of Jerusalem. Okay? You know, random. Walking the street of Jerusalem, we see Rabbi Huda Ades. You know Rabbi Huda Ades? He's the Rosh Hashiva of Kol Yaakov. We're sitting there and Rabbi, Rabbi, kisses his hand. Rabbi! He's an old, older man. Older man. We're 19. You know, you know. And, and the rabbi says, uh, you want to be my bracha? Not only you want a bracha, well, you want to come to your house, you want to you know, have a drink, rabbi? We're excited. The rabbi invites us up. He brings up some water. We drink together. We drink some water together. And, uh, and Mayor Sultan, Rabbi Mayor Sultan says, Rabbi, what's the greatest advice that you could give a person? This is what he said. Listen to what the Rosh Hashim said. You have to know Hashem loves you more than you love yourself. Mm-hmm. When you know God loves you more than you love yourself, you know there's nothing, 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 nothing that's going to uh, 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 be bad in your life. There's nothing. It might look, but it's not. I'll tell you a story. On my block, on my block, there was a little kid. There was a little kid running in the street. Right before the car came, a father on the block pushed the kid before he was like, he literally grabbed the kid and dragged him to the sidewalk. You see the kid, he had scar on his foot. The kid had scar on his foot, on the bottom of his foot. The, the guy, he was about, this kid was about to get hit by a car. And this one guy on the block sees it. He's like, what? He grabbed the kid right before he got hit by a car. He would have died, by the way. He would have died, this kid. And he grabbed him. His, his, his pants got ripped out. And I look, what, is, what do you think the kid's doing? To the, why you pull me like that? Mm. What do you, what do you, I pull you like that? If I didn't pull you, you would have died. God in life, sometimes, he's got to pull you a little bit. Because he's saving your life. But your relationship with him has to be, you're my father. You know what's best for me better than I know what's best for me. And I trust you. And that's our relationship that we have to have with Hashem. What about, let's say you have someone who wants to better keep Shabbat, or maybe doesn't keep Shabbat. What would your advice be to them? Okay, that's a great question. Shabbat observance. So, to answer that, I'll tell you, for, for the, I would say it's more for the youngsters, because as a person gets a little bit older... You need a break from the week. You know the truth, it, it just rejuvenates you. It's just an amazing thing. If, if, I'll tell you what the Rabbeinu Yonah says. Sharet Shuvah, Rabbeinu Yonah. Listen to what he says. He says, if you think about it, if you think about it, when does a person retire? 
in the world? I'm asking you a question. 65. 65? 67? 70? Remember, 65, 70. Now, by that age, did you ever see a guy at like 70, 75 going jet skis? Jet skiing? Did you? Not really. You ever see a guy jet skiing? (laughs) Speedboat. 75 year old guy driving a Ferrari, Lamborghini. You see the guy falling off, off the car and he gets high. I'm saying, you, you've seen that. I'm saying, like, at the end of the day, Rabbi and I says something amazing. And this is what he says. He says that Hashem gave us a retirement plan that we can enjoy one day a week, if you think about it, as you're young and fresh, just to enjoy. You, you're retired. You, 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 a person's working. Really, Shabbat, the guy's working through that day. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Hashem says, stop working. You need a break for yourself. And it's just to, to connect with yourself as well. Besides, of course, connecting with Hashem. But to connect with yourself, you feel so good. It's, 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 it's something where you stop. And I, and I said this before. Like Today, social media is so crazy that yeah. a guy could be on his phone if Shabbat didn't come. He could be on his phone 24-7 every single second. Boom, boom, boom. Shabbat finally comes. Boom. Phone is off. Turn it off. Done. Otherwise, you're like this. I see people on the street going like this. He hit me. One guy hit me. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm looking at my phone. No, you can't look. You heard they, they made a new thing in one of the countries. They have a new item like by the sidewalk. They have uh, something that, that clicks when a person's on his phone so he doesn't walk into the street without knowing that he's not looking the street. You know that? Mm-hmm. They have something on the sidewalk right before the, right before the street. <laughs> like a clicker, like a, like a buzz that if, you, if, you, if you're on your phone, look at your phone, it buzzes. Oh, your phone is this, that, that. Be careful you walk in the street. Because people got, got so addicted. Now that one day a week, Hashem says, guess what? Stop everything. Retire right now for the day. Just rejuvenate yourself. Get your mind back to yourself. Know what's life all about. Think. Think where you're headed. And it's a, time, it's a time to contemplate where you want to go. Where's your goals? What do you want to do? You know, what's the purpose of life? And you start thinking, well, Hashem stopped it. Why, why do you make me stop? And you start thinking more about your life. You know, I'll tell you a story about Mar- Mar- Moshe Feinstein. You know, Moshe Feinstein... One time, he had a whole uh, uh, story about Shabbat, how one of the, you know, when we came to this country, a lot of people, not me, but back in the day, one of the biggest tests was keeping Shabbat. Because nobody had, if you, nobody had businesses, so we worked, we used to work for people. And on Saturday, if you don't come, they fire you. Fire, fire, yeah. You heard this one before? Go ahead, so ba- back in the day, on Saturday, if you're not there, Sunday, you're fired. So a lot of people had to, had to pass that test, and a lot of people did. So the famous story, Moshe Feinstein says over, amazing story, I had two families. One family, the father kept Shabbat. He didn't, he didn't go to work. He lost his job on Sunday. The other father, same way. But one family, his kids didn't become so uh, Shomer Shabbat after. The other one did. So they came to Rabbi Moshe many years later and says, how come my family, how come his family, like what happened over here? He says, I can guarantee you this. When the family that didn't, his father, when he was saying Kiddush at the table, ach, Shabbat is here. Now we got to keep it. Now I'm going to miss my, uh, miss my job. Ach, what should I do? And unfortunately, the kids picked up on that. Daddy doesn't really love Shabbat. Daddy doesn't do that. So, so why should we? The other one said, that when he came to say Kiddush, he would say, Baruch Hashem for Shabbat! 
Now we can connect with Hashem. What's going to be on Sunday? I don't know. But I have faith in Hashem that everything is going good. Yeah. And he would have, you know, pink slip. You know what the pink slip is? He's to buy it every week. So in the sukkah, his sukkah was decorated with all pink slips. <laughs> what is this, Dad? This is my beauty of the sukkah. Because he understood Shabbat is a time to rejuvenate. Shabbat is a time to reconnect, to always connect, but even more when everything stops and you just, ah. So let's say one more famous topic. Sorry to hold the rabbi. Yeah, say. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of singles. A lot, a lot, a lot of singles, all different ages, all varying from 20s, 30s, 40s, men and women. What's the number, you could say number one advice to find the right one and to get married? Because people have a whole list of expectations and then I want this and I want that, but no one compromises in the end. And people just stay single and they say, where's my right one? I'll tell you, when I was, uh, when I was dating, I had one of my good friends. And uh, when he was dating, he wasn't sure I met this girl. So he came to me, he says, what do you think? He says, uh, I, I'm not sure if she's the right one, not the right one. What do you think? So me and a group of friends got together one night. And we said, sit down. We had a meeting, sit down. And we said, you're our best friend. You know, you have the group. You know, he's one of the, one of the boys. He's one of the boys. Got to take care of him. He's one of the boys. So one, like the, the, the genius of the group, you know, they always have that one genius guy, like the uh, brains. He took, <laughs> he took him to the side, he says. He says to him, okay, listen. He took him to the side. We didn't know that. All the boys were just hanging out. And then he took him to the side and he says, let's go. I know you're having an uh, issue. You're not sure if she's the one, not the one. They wrote the pros and the cons. And he said, if the pros outbeat the cons, you're going to marry this girl. And they wrote all the pros. They wrote all the cons. And the pros outbeat the cons. Mm. And the genius of the group tells my best friend, if you don't take this girl, I'm taking her. He's like, no, no, I got it. I'll take her. The pros outbeat the cons. So at the end of the day, you know, every person has something. You know, no, no person is perfect. Right. You're not going to get to 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. And that doesn't exist. 10, 10, you want to get the closest to 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. You know, that's for sure. But there's always like a, a pro and a con. And oh yeah, this person has more of an advantage over here. This one has more advantage over there. But to get everything, the full package, 100%, that's almost, almost, almost impossible. That's the truth. Because ev every person is not perfect. There's not one person in the world that has every single character trait to the, to the best that it is. You'll have always. And therefore, a person has to realize in life, husband and wife are together and they have to know what's the purpose What's the purpose? When they know what the purpose is, not just going and, and traveling the world together and know that life is a serious life. Life is awesome. Life is great. So what's the purpose? The purpose is, is what? Is getting together and building a Bayin of Israel. Excuse me? And building a Bayin of Israel. And building, a, 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 building a, 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 the purpose is, is, is to build. Build what? What are you building? You're building a family. When you get married, we crack the glass. What are you cracking the glass for? What are you doing? You know? It says when you get married, 
you're, you're basically, when, when you start your family and you have your home, you're building a mini Bet Mikdash. You're building a place where the Shekhinah has another place to be in the world. And husband and wife together, their purpose is not just fun and games. It's great. Have fun and have games. But the purpose is not fun and games. The purpose of husband and wife is to build. Build what? Build the next future generation of Jewish people coming into the world. That's the purpose. That's the purpose. To build children. To build another whole generation. Husband and wife, you know what they're doing? Every child that they have in the world, you know what it is? Every child, the Rambam says, When you have one child in the world, extra, another one, another one, you created a whole world. You created a whole world. A purpose of husband and wife is to build generations, is built to continue the Jewish lineage. Gemara Hagiga quotes that pasuk in the Dav Betamudbet. Lo Tomara Lashemid Yetzara. What it means? It means Hashem didn't create the world to stop, He created to multiply. And husband and wife, when they get together, they're multiplying. They're bringing out more generation of Jewish children. And when a person understands that, now his focus becomes now what am I looking for when I get married? Husband and wife. If you're a man, look. Which is the girl that I'm going to marry? Not just fun and games. Yes, again, you can have that. But what am I looking for? Who is the girl that I'm going to marry? Raising Is she going to be the mother of my children? Wow. Now, your lens of Shidduchim, when you go into the marriage uh, uh, life, and you're looking to date, you have your priority straight. You have your priority straight. What's your priority? You want, to, you want to build the next generation of Jewish people. Which girl in the world is going to be the best mother for my kids? Wow. Wow. Then already the perspective is a whole different perspective in general. Then you start thinking, oh, wow, you know what? This is going to be the girl. And she might not be whatever it is. You might be looking for uh, the most gorgeous girl in the world. Yes. But all of a sudden, you go out with a girl. She's not the most gorgeous girl. But you meet her and you see... This girl that I'm dating right now has the most perfect, perfect balance of what I need in order to live my life happily in this world to build together the next generation. Wow. This is the girl that I want to be with for the rest of my life, even though she's not. But what? She is going to be making me happy. She is going to take care of me. She is going to do good for me. Understand? So all of a sudden, you, you prioritize correctly, and then you realize, whoa, whoa, whoa. This, is, this, is, this is the girl. And the same thing with, with, with a girl to a guy. A girl is dating a guy, right? She also, she has to look at her priority. Okay, the, the guy might, might, might be the best looking guy in the world with the most money, but is he the, the guy that I want to be with to, to, to really... Uh, 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 establish myself? Is he going to make me happy? Is he going to make me happy? Or is he not going to make me happy? You have to know that. You have to know that. You have to know your priority. Is he going to be the father of my children? Is he going to be a good daddy? Is he going to be a good husband? So, yeah, all of a sudden you meet somebody, you meet the guy, the girl finally meets this guy where, you know, she always wants, let's say, a guy with blue eyes. Well, now he doesn't have blue eyes. But you know what? The guy's a great guy. 
That guy's a great guy. He's going to do good for you. He's going to respect you. So again, he doesn't have the wife. Okay. So the criteria, your, your dream guy is not the, not, not the, not, not the blue-eyed guy. But at the end of the day, this guy is going to give you the best life ever. So even though he doesn't have exactly what you wanted, think bigger. Think in the big scale of things. A lot of times when people go on the Shaduch, they look at the now. Look at now and future. Look at now and future. And when you do that, decisions will be much broader and not narrow. One last point. You spoke about prioritizing. I once heard a very nice idea that when a person prioritizes learning every single day, and like you don't, you don't say I'm going to go to work and do college and do all that and then learn. No, you prioritize the learning around the day. So if the day doesn't fit with the learning, then the day is not going to work because Hashem comes first. So what's your magical advice to people who should prioritize learning Torah every day? Well, I think you answered that, right? The priority. What should you do in order to prioritize? To feel, hey. to, like, to feel like... That you okay, get like, obligated, I'll tell you. Like, I have, I have to All study right, for this college test, so I'm going to fail. Well, right. Where's the feeling of I have to learn today? I have yeah. to grow today. So, when you understand the value and the power that Torah has in the world, you will realize how important... It is, and you'll prioritize it in your life the most. The problem is people don't realize how severe and how important it is to learn Torah. That's, that's exactly the problem. But I, I know I could, I could quote you Ma'amere Chazal, not for this interview. If you want, I could, I could, I could give you Ma'amere Mekomot, you can look it up yourself. The Magi Misharim speaks about it. I have a sefer in my house, the Malach. The Malach used to learn with the Shulchan Aruch. It's called Magim Mishanim. The Malach used to learn with the Aruch. And when he says what Torah is, the Limud Torah is, I'm not going to say it publicly because you have to look it up inside. He speaks about it. I have it in my house. I can show it to you after. But what he speaks about it is, is, is the most lofty things that you can imagine. If I were to tell you right now, I'll just motivate, just to get a motivation. If I were to tell you, if you prioritize learning, you'll get more business It'll be easy for you to make money. Would you prioritize that? 100%. 100%. Because now you're like, whoa. <laughs> you know? Money. I'm making money. So wait, how do I make money? Oh, I know a guy that was finished high school. He was going to work. And he went to Israel for the year to study. And I asked him, why are you going to Israel for the year to study? He says, I'm going to start my business. I said, why are you starting now? He said, because I know that one year of Israel, I'll be learning so much Torah that when I come back, I have so much bracha in my life that my business will go sky high fast. You prioritize. All your bracha is coming from Hashem. And Hashem, it says, Yisrael kudsha berichu ve'oraita chadu. Which means, to Jewish people, God and His Torah is one. Everything is one. In order for you to live a proper life, a decent life, you have to know the values of our Torah. First of all, what it says. And second of all, this is what Hashem wants you to learn His Torah. We always say, when you're praying to Hashem, that means you're praying to Hashem. You are praying to Hashem. When you, and you're talking to Hashem. When you pray, you're talking to Hashem. When you learn, Hashem's talking to you. Is that like what we said before? When you want what Hashem wants, He's going to want what you want. That's also true. That's also true. Uh, um, but but, but, but our, our life, we say every day, 
If a person knew that one word of Torah, his reward in Shammai, what it would be, he would, he wouldn't, if you would see right now, if, right now, imagine right now, we go on a, on a, on a tour. How about let's go, where are we going? I just found a new spaceship that takes us to Gan Eden, we're going to go up, and then come back, and then come back down. Go up, come back down, right? So, um, so if we would go there, and you would see the reward that you would get from learning one word of Torah, you, would be, you wouldn't be able to do anything else but learn. Literally. You literally. So automatically that should, that should show you the priority. The priority is our life is, is nothing without Torah. What's the, what, what is it? You have to go look into the Sfarim about it. Do you know the Gemara Megillah says that there was, there was um, when uh, Ezra is coming, it says that great lofty things come out of the Limun Torah. Bracha comes out from Limun Torah. I know, I'll just end, I'll just end off with this, with this question. I know, I'll just tell you, mm-hmm. there was a, um, there was a kid in our school. His parents weren't making a lot of money at all. And he was always the, like, the guy that, his father, he always wanted his father to be successful. He ended up going to Israel. He ended up learning one year, and then a second year, and a third year. And he told me, says, as soon as I started learning in my life, I brought bracha to my family. He says, now all of a sudden, my father's business started prospering. So when you know that you prioritize, I know Torah will bring me bracha. I know Torah will bring me good. I know Torah will give me good. And also, besides all that, you want to do what Hashem wants you to do. Hashem wants you to learn His Torah. So that, 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 that itself should be the biggest motivation, that I should be doing what Hashem wants me to do. And one of those things is to learn Torah. So I think I mentioned this before, but I actually opened up clothing with the design on it that says, I want what you want, Hashem. <laughs> so Rabbi, do you support this? I want what you want. Hashem. It's a very and nice design, and the idea is to motivate spiritual growth. It's kind of like, thank you, Hashem, but my own twist. What is it? What is it again? What? I want what you want, Hashem. Oh, that's a beautiful slogan, and uh, I think that's an amazing slogan to be worn also. Is it right I want, you support it? I want what you want. Hashem. What is it? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, there's no question about that. <laughs> I want what you want, Hashem. You wear that? I'll take a, a, a sweatshirt. We will <laughs> sign it to you <laughs> for the kids. <laughs> I want what you want, Hashem. That's the biggest, that's the biggest slogan that anybody could have in his life. I want what you want, Hashem. Wow. That's, that's, that's something copyrighted epic. merchandise ah. everything <laughs> that's great ring the revolution that's great okay anything great. else you want to say to the people before we end off well I'll just say that I want what you want Hashem and just know if you do that I want what you want Hashem Hashem will, will, will send you all the brachot and all the mazel and everything um, but Hashem the more you, people have to put Hashem more in their lives yeah. And no matter how much it's not enough, put it more and more and more. When you do that, you'll see, you, like, you, you automatically, you live a different life. I, I'll just end off with this. Like, uh, we have one of the guys in our Kehila, and he was telling me a story, and he got to a very high level. He lost a few hundred thousand dollars in, in a certain business. And it was Friday before Shabbat, and he called me up. He says, Rabbi, I want to just tell you, I lost whatever he lost. And he says, I'm coming into Shabbat. And this is I'm talking about. He has, he's broke. He's telling I'm coming into Shabbat. I'm happy. So how'd you do that? He says one thing. He says, I have so much bitachon in my father, Hashem, 
that he knows what's best for me. When you know HaKadosh Baruch Hu is best for you, you have to understand something. The bracha comes more and more and more and more. And like that. I'll just conclude with one last thing. It says, Kol Yisrael yeshlem chelek Everybody has a portion of Lomaba. The world to come. The world to come. And, uh, and one of those things is, you have to know, we have to put our eye on the ball. And this world is great. But this world at the end of the day is 120 years. The real world is eternal. You got to focus on doing things to build your palace as well in the Lomaba. You really have, you really, I don't know if that's that stressed enough. People have to invest in themselves, how to focus in this world, of course, but more importantly, you, you have Olam Abba, we have Gan Eden. And the more you do Torah and the mitzvot, the more Gan Eden you receive. This world is a prusdor. Yeah, that's very important point. The hallway. Yeah. Anything else? No, I think you hit it good. good. Uh, okay. The merch is available on jonathanbenchimol.com slash store, supported by Rabbi Falashi himself. Rabbi, that was an amazing interview. We hit kosher, Shabbat, importance of learning Torah, dating, and eventually marriage. And thank you so much for joining us today with the beautiful, beautiful sparks of inspiration and strategies on how to come closer to Hashem. We hope you give a little blessing to everyone listening. This should, uh, I always end my podcast with a little blessing. Go for it. You go for it. Nah, you go for it. Another rabbi, the Chalva. Please, please, please. No, I'm not doing it. I want the rabbi to do it. It's an honor. Give a blessing to Claudia Sorrel. Come on. Honestly, everybody's blessed. That's the truth. Everybody's blessed. They only need my blessing. Everybody's blessed. All Claudia is blessed. The nation will continue and go on going high, and she's the greatest ice. Amen, amen. Everyone should be blessed to take these words into themselves and to become the best version of themselves. Amen.